me fuel, give me fire, give me that which I desire. We'll do it live. Okay. We'll do it live. Fuck it. And we are live. Yeah! Metallicast live! With uh, two special guests here. First and foremost, the star of the show, me. (laughs) My name is Brandon. And I am joined by the one, the only, music journalist extraordinaire. The biggest St. Anger fan I know. And who just watched Metallica through the number for the first time ever, Mr. Richard S. Hello, it is me. Woo-hoo. And, to uh, no one's surprise, it's me. <laughs> <laughs> and to everyone's surprise. You are on every other episode at this point, Richard, and I would not mm. have it any other way. But to our surprise, including Richard's, because he did not know he was going to be here, the one. The only Greg from the five people's 37th favorite podcast for the week it was released. The Cops Paid Podcast. Thank you. Thank you for impromptu inviting me on during the movie we were watching together. That was a fun invite. You are welcome. That is what I do here. This is the live after party some of you may have tuned into the netflix watch party basically if you've never done one before you got to follow like a few quick steps you gotta like you know have a netflix account you gotta add like a chrome extension but then it's really just you wait for my magic link that brings you to the party and then you're in and you get to watch a movie with me and I'm the best to watch movies at. I snuggle. I provide snacks. And alcohol. I couldn't help but notice there was no drinking game rules this time for some reason. But... <laughs> so there was uh, drinking game rules. There was drinking game rules. Oh. I just never shared them. <laughs> <laughs> was it drink every time James says yeah? That was one. I, I think actually, well, mine were like deadly. I believe. Yeah, Brandon's are they're yeah. always designed to like murder a small village. <laughs> <laughs> they're always the worst. Like every think, time somebody blinks, finish your drink. Like, <laughs> okay. All well, right. it was like drink every time there is a. Uh, why am I blinking right now? Greg, help me out. What did I say? Do my job for me. Do my job for me. It was, Uh, uh, oh, drink every time you see the mystery bag, which is a whole other conversation we'll get to. Drink every time, uh, I think it was, oh, drink every time there's an accident. Yeah. Uh, I said, said, finish your drink. Every time James says, yeah, <laughs> finish, yeah, finish yeah. your drink every time James says, yeah. And uh, there's one other one, too, that is escaping me at the moment. But it So was, if you didn't share the rules, were you still playing along in your oh, house? Um, was there a mistake one? I oh, know accident. That was right. That yeah, was, that, yeah, yeah. I yeah said that was my. There was uh, 
<laughs> was I playing along? I don't think anybody was playing along. I was not playing along. I was uh, I was having a you know some sips of the blackened. Yeah, I, I was trying not to get a too out of hand, knowing I said I was going to do a live after party. Because mm. nobody wants. I mean, very few people want to see me, anyways. Never mind me, like. <laughs> Everybody, <laughs> so, uh, this is Saint Hingar. Ah, uh, you know, or I'll just sing Tom Waits for like three hours. <laughs> oh yeah, pick your poison at that point. <laughs> oh, the Poison Podcast. That's what it could have become. Because I like nothing but a good time. <laughs> Greg, this was your first time seeing Through the Never also? It was, yeah. Was it everything you thought it would be in more? It actually it was more because I did think it was just a straight live concert. So that was it was actually I thought it was kinda cool to have a little added production in there. That was fun. I feel like this was like a controversial part of the movie mm. when it came out, right? Some people were like, oh, were there actors in a movie? <laughs> uh, why would there be a story woven into a movie? <laughs> but I mean, for the world of concert movies, if you consider this a, a concert film, it is... I, I'm. I mean, is there another one that d- does not have a pre-existing like rock opera musical theater, you know, storyline attached to it? Is there one that we can think of? Because I cannot. Mm. Mm. Good question. The answer is I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Right, yeah, I think some of the before, Beatles movies did they have like that much of a musical uh it wasn't like live music, i think it was but more then they'd like, have like it was like but it there's was, music would be in it it, it was, was more like uh, music videos like pre-mtv mm. than like on yeah. stage performing a concert in front of a live crowd yeah hmm hmm hmm, hmm. hmm. <laughs> who knows things that make you go hmm <laughs> Nobody's going to do the backup on that? Things to make go home. Nobody? Yeah. Nobody. <laughs> I set you guys up. Why are you guys even on a Metallica podcast right now? I don't We've know. We've said like two things about Metallica <laughs> so far. <laughs> yeah. Why every were... time I'm on, I try to derail it with Megadeth facts. That's all I. I don't know why you even. Uh allow me in the building anymore before we go on about through the never while we're barely on the topic of metallica let's talk about uh the blacklist which was just announced oh yeah i uh one album 12 tracks was a 53 artists yeah and uh very diverse lineup of artists this i feel like this whole album if it's ever been made for one person it's made for richard se <laughs> <laughs> yeah. i'm i'm hoping to uh write about it somewhere and try and rank every song although i don't know if that's happening yet but we'll see uh, that would be amazing and uh about 
Well, at least four hours every time because I, I saw it's like at least four mm. hours long because I already looked at it on Apple Music. It's, uh, you know, I think it's a really cool idea. It's all for charity, too, to add to it all. So even mm. if it like completely sucks, like, hey, it was for charity. Yeah. Yay me. Um, but I, I'm very intrigued by it. I think I actually find this more interesting than hearing a remastered version of the 12 tracks on the black album because i Absolutely. think that album sounds perfect i think it has not aged terribly in the slightest and i think you know 30 years later people are still trying to rip off the production of that album so I'm like i i get mm. i get doing a remaster but richard as you said on twitter it seems like the only difference is they turned up the bass maybe like two decibels yeah. <laughs> i mean i enjoyed the previous four remasters like they didn't do too much they did just the right amount for me Black Album Remaster, truly one of the least anticipated remasters of all time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What am I going to do? They you can't it, do anything. It's perfect. Yeah, they did it too well the first time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 30 years ago. What are you, what are you remastering? <laughs> I mean, the. I guess when they do the box, all, I mean, all the live sets, all the demos, all that extra stuff they'll provide, that's going to be gold. But yeah. the actual twelve remastered songs, I'm like, eh, I, I can, I can do mm. without that myself. But uh, all the extras will be awesome, and the blacklist collection really intriguing. They've already uh, released two of the songs. Um, they released a version of Inter Sandman by I'm, right. I'm probably gonna mispronounce it. I think it's Juanes. He's Juanes. Yeah, Juanes. I didn't know it was out. Yeah. yeah, it was. It, I know it's out on Apple Music, so I'm assuming it's also out on Spotify. And then, oh, sick. Cool. yeah, and then pretty much everywhere they've released uh, Nothing Else Matters by uh, th- what this lineup Miley Cyrus, Elton John, Yo Yo Ma, Chad Smith, and Robert Trujillo. <laughs> In what? Oh, yeah. Who yeah, is like the guitar and produced the last uh, Ozzy album, which was his best album in years, may I add. Mm. Ralph says, so much more interested in that and all the extras included. There's so many extras that seem so badass. Absolutely. And mm. Ralph brought to my attention on the official Metallicast Discord, which I've not actually announced on a podcast episode. So if you are on Discord, look up the at Metallicast pod server. Um, you mentioned he he brought to my attention on there that there is a upcoming book, and then I saw it on uh their Instagram the next day. I guess it was. There's gonna be a black and white Ross Helfen book too, of all black and white photographs from the Black Album era, uh, recording photo shoots, tours, all that good stuff, and that looks like a really nice put together like coffee table book uh, to check out too. Richard, what is your most looked forward to cover on the blackest on the on the black list, not the blackest, the black list? Yeah, <laughs> let's see. It's more like what am I not? Looking, what am I not looking forward to? You know, um, Rina Sawayama into Sandman. That'll be like really colorful pop version. Saint Vincent, sad but true. All the punk rock ones. One. Yeah, yeah, like the chats and off and pop. I think. Yeah. Um, Jay Balvin, like the Latin, like reggaeton, uh, wherever I'm at Rome, 
uh, Nikki Guyton, like a country version of Nothing Else Matters. Well, there's about three... 50 versions of Nothing Else Matters. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Three, three, possibly four country versions alone. You got Darius <laughs> Rucker, Chris <laughs> Stapleton, yeah. and My Morning Jacket. Yeah. Um, wow. The jazz version of My Friend of Misery, I didn't even notice that until now. Kamasi Washington. Oh, I didn't notice that either. That'd be he's, cool. he's a jazz. He's like the Jimi Hendrix of trombone. Yeah. Like, not even kidding. Uh, <laughs> I calculated that he's in here today. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Personally, to go back to Darius Rucker for a moment, I just yeah. want like a straight up Hootie and the Blowfish, nothing else matters yeah. cover. I- I'm trying to think of what that would sound like because I'm trying to put it to the tune of I only want to be with you. <laughs> <laughs> So close, no matter how far. It's a little bit of a stretch, I guess, but uh, but that's for Darius Rucker to figure out, not me. So that's his problem. It's gonna be weird. I just know Dave Gahan from Depeche Mode. Nothing else matters. That'll be an interesting, yeah, interesting cover, one way or another. (laughs) (laughs) That's the thing is that I'm expecting, but yeah. Well, I mean, I'm expecting some of these covers to be great i'm expecting some to be good i'm expecting some to be like not my thing but i'm expecting Mm. all of them to be interesting which i think is the best part and i'll actually Mm. be more interested to hear any version that completely just changes the original because like if i want to hear the original i'll go back and just listen to the black album but if you give me something new and interesting with the arrangement or what have you i'll uh you know it'll grab my attention much much uh, that's kind of one of the reasons i'm excited for saint vincent sad but true because she does a lot of weird shit that's pretty fun and um even just like sonically she plays with effects and stuff a lot so it could even Mm. be a similar song but just the way she builds out the you know guitar tracks and stuff and layers everything it could be a pretty interesting arrangement so that's what Mm. i'm looking forward to i kind of like her stuff anyway but yeah i just decided um yeah. Just decided I'm going to do a version that's like all intros. So it's just going to be like all every Sandman intro in a row and just a song never starts. <laughs> or like 12 Nothing Else Matters in a row. <laughs> I think uh, because I feel bad for these two songs, I'm just going to cover a Wolf of Man in the Struggle Within, who only get one. One. Each. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I was disappointed to hear that a wolf and man got an inside job cover. <laughs> There's not one person who like genuinely enjoys it and wants to cover it and is famous enough to make the list. <laughs> he was like, who the fuck is Goodnight Texas? So I was explaining to him how Ari from Goodnight Texas works for Metallica, does the backup at the acoustic mm. shows and all that good stuff. And... uh they definitely have promoted Goodnight Texas on their social before, at least like especially after they did the Stern show and he had like that interview segment with uh, Howard because he was like, "Who's this guy like singing with you?" <laughs> like, oh, he brings us sandwiches or whatever they said. <laughs> so he was the guy in the movie. That was him. He was he's the bad guy. He's the bad guy. He's what's in the bag. Oh my god, there's so many things we have to get to with through the never. So we were talking about before I completely changed direction. We were talking about the 
you know, the juxtaposition of like having a, this real movie, like with CGI and an ongoing storyline and just so much dialogue. Um, <laughs> and then just having like a straight up concert film interspersed to make one piece. Uh, Greg, you said what you thought, Richard, what did you think of that? What did I think of the, what? just having like the the movie in general (laughs) no having like the idea of like the storyline weave yeah the concert film i want to say i really enjoyed it i got very invested in both parts obviously it's like a beautifully shot concert film and they did like a great job just staging everything outside as well like the amount of extras and effects and stuff required i find that though I think the two maybe don't connect as much as I wanted them to. I think there must be like a central metaphor to it that I'm missing. Like, I understand that the bag that Trip, the roadie character, is going for is something that represents Cliff Burton, mm-hmm. obviously. But, um, yeah, I don't know. Like, I almost wonder if this should have been more, like, interwoven with the lyrics like it should have been Metallica's version of like "We Will Rock You" or "Mamma Mia" or something <laughs> like their jukebox musical. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there were some things that, I don't know, like it, it. If you want to call it a loose interpretation, it's extremely loose. When there are other things that are, you know, would be more maybe more predictable, but more logical uh, to go yeah. with, like to go with the songs lyrically. Even when we were watching, uh, <laughs> Ralph says, what's in the box? Or, I mean, bag. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, just, you know, I, 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 I liked it. I liked the idea of it. I think all the scenes are really cool, like well done, badass, very metal. But yeah, and I, when you break it down, I don't know how much like sense it makes. But I'm like, does it really need to make sense? Just like beat the shit out of each other and it, make that building crumble. I don't, I don't know. It looks cool. <laughs> it's like one yeah. of. Did those- you like it more the second time or the? Um, this time around. It's funny because the, well, it was just a completely different experience because i mean the Mm. first time i saw it was like when it first came out in theaters i saw you know like an imax 3d and then tonight i watched it on my macbook air so (laughs) i mean it, it it's uh i will say i uh you know this was only my second time seeing it i had not seen it since the theaters and so when i was watching it it was more like uh it, it was more less of a reaction to it, more just like, oh yeah, right. I remember this part. This part's coming up. Oh, kind of like remembering the set as it went through. Because I, I really did not look anything up prior to watching, because I kind of wanted to see how much I would be surprised again watching it, since it's been a number of years. But it, I was kind of just like remembering and piecing together things, and then like, oh, upcoming. Like I was saying in the chat in the Netflix watch party, like. Oh, I I just remembered how trippy this movie gets later, you know, with between like the the weird like gang war, then the horse. I I always think of Elf when they have the uh, <laughs> Elf. The, yes, the what at the end of the movie when they have whatever they are the made up like New York City like Rangers or whatever they are with like the on the horses in the park. 
Somebody listening to this knows what I'm talking about. Yeah, they do the like fake New York Mounties. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, like the, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So whenever I see the guy with the gas mask on the horse, I think of Alpha. <laughs> 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 Something seriously wrong with me. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. It was like it's a fun movie to watch. Because there's, like, all the scenes, I feel like all the, the cinematic parts of it are, like, perfect scenes for Metallica to be the soundtrack for. Mm. Yeah. But then, in the, the concert film, like you said, Richard, is, like, beautiful. It's, like, such a cool, you know, so much production value into it, and it's shot so well. It's gorgeous. But the two kind of, like, mashing them together sometimes feels a little bit like mashing them together. It's not as mm. seamless as it would. I don't know if it could be or just maybe what we all hope for, but well, there's like the, so many cool elements to it, but it's just not like a one perfect cohesion between both of them. Yeah. I almost want it in three versions in the sense where give us the version you gave us, mm. give yeah. us just like the story unedited with like the music simply as the soundtrack, get rid of all like the stage footage and then just give me the yeah. unedited concert film too. Hell yeah. Um, yeah. It, I'm interested to see if I saw like the whole storyline part with Dane DeHaan. Is that how you pronounce his name? Um, sure. I'm, <laughs> <laughs> I'm curious to see like if my reaction to those parts changes watching it as like a unified piece. And then the concert film is just so goddamn beautiful, like you guys were saying. It's just like so well shot. I think it's extremely hard to capture what it's like to actually see a band live on film, mm. especially in bands like Metallica, where they have all these moving parts, literally with the band members yeah. in the round, and then mm. you know all these different screens and pyro and this and like they have all these like moments for so many classic songs that they do live now and but they're able to perfectly capture all those moments and uh in in just having it kind of be representative of their whole career and stuff like i just think it's really just one of the most well done concert films i've ever seen in terms of how it's shot how it sounds just the overall presentation all of it so it'd be just really fascinating to see that from start to finish unedited unedited was this the first theatrical release i guess second after some kind of monster right yes yeah yeah but even some kind of monster was i'm not sure if it ever received like an like a actually distributed broad broad release like i think it was always like uh you know did like a film festival circuit and then did like limited screenings at you know in major markets type thing whereas through the never was like everywhere like it was out like you know the any single movie that comes out is like just distributed Mm. every theater nationally um which is probably part of the reason why it flopped <laughs> in terms of uh, it was kind of like a it, it's funny because it did like extremely well at first. And then there was like a sharp drop off and then, mm. you know, like it made good money. But because the band, they they self-financed this thing, if I'm recalling. Yeah. 
um it was like yeah. kind of like uh you know they ended up either losing money or breaking even or something they did not make a profit off this oh no they, they lost money yeah. for me yeah. The budget was thirty-two million, and they made a profit of three million. I think in theaters, at least. Yeah. So, actually, no, it could have been less than that, or more than that. Uh, Google is not helping. <laughs> <laughs> I just saw like four different numbers. So. Yeah, I saw a headline before. I just looked up the movie to see a couple things about it, and one of them was that a quote from James, like. It was a loss, and at one time in my life, I was just pissed. <laughs> that was like his reaction to the release. Was James is just angry about it? So, yeah. That's gonna be tough, man. That's like what a niche movie, too. You know, it's it's a half concert film, half cinematic movie, mm. surrounded by Metallica. Like, what a specific market that's going towards. But, well, I, I remember when this came out because yeah. it was like so funny to me because I remember, you know. 3D movies were like at its peak. Like, oh, we're coming with 3D TVs, mm. and it's like you know, yeah. everything in that moment needed to be 3D. And uh, they were coming out with all these concert films that were in 3D. But like for the most part, I remember seeing advertised like Hannah Montana in 3D, yeah. like the Jonas <laughs> Brothers in 3D, and then like it's like oh, and Metallica in 3D. I'm like, what is <laughs> What is happening here? But uh, it definitely... Uh, it, it, I will say this. When I saw it in IMAX 3D, I, I usually get like bothered wearing like 3D glasses. And there's always like those annoying like you know, cheesy things they do. Like, I'm, so I'm, I'm expecting like, Oh, there's a guitar coming at my face. <laughs> yeah. but like they really do a good job it of staying thrown and it <laughs> flies by your head. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but they do a good job of not doing any of like that stage, like corny stuff. So like the 3d didn't bother me. Cause it actually just made you kind of feel like you were like sitting in the middle of the stage with them in a way, which was really cool. It was actually exactly the same as watching on my MacBook Air. <laughs> I think the 3D was the one thing that I was really curious about because yeah, I pulled it up on my Blu-ray that I bought when it like, like probably over a year ago. <laughs> <laughs> it looks like you're just holding up Saint Anger because of your background. <laughs> yeah, love that blue screen hey. that I don't have. Oh, I see Dane DeHaan's eyes. <laughs> yeah, there it is. Yeah. It looks like he has. I see Dane DeHaan, uh, Dane DeHaan's eyes, and instead of his uh, mask covering that he wears, because uh, he was a trendsetter, I just see the mm-hmm. Saint Anger red fist as like a nose. <laughs> instead of blue rays, you got Saint Anger rays now. I think. <laughs> uh, yeah, were there any highlights of the three D that you remember? Um. Not really, it- like in terms of like one scene. I I just thought overall yeah. it was really well done. Um, mm-hmm. You know, they didn't really, I don't recall, I'm sure there were moments, but like I don't really recall there being like, you know, like I would think like when the stage is collapsing, it's like, oh, the man on fire is like diving on you. and Like there's no like real moments like that. By the way, guys, I was the guy on fire. <laughs> <laughs> Good. You can look it up on you can look it up on IMDb. Man on Fire, Metallicast. My one IMDb credit. You sacrificed your body for that shot. You never recovered. 
You jumped in the fire. Jumped in the fire. You can't see his wheelchair out of frame. <laughs> it's there. <laughs> uh, it. For the band. That's all that matters. I bet the um, Lady Justice was probably pretty cool 3D. Or maybe it didn't. Oh, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I, you know what's funny? When it I watched like it, cool. when I watched it uh, tonight, I was like, I was like, oh my god, that it's gonna land on Lars. <laughs> <It looks> like, <laughs> like the head falls. I'm like, that came so goddamn close to him and his drum set. At least it looks like from the mm-hmm. angle they shoot it at. I'm like, there's gotta be like a little bit of a risk that that just fucking lands on him or just completely like <laughs> rolls into his drum set and knocks over his cymbal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean it's probably like foam or something, but still. Yeah, well, I'm sure it's you want foam, to yeah. I want to believe it's fucking metal. <laughs> you want to believe it's like actual concrete blocks they're stacking in. <laughs> yeah. the, the hard hat Wait, those were wearing those just were, for show. <laughs> those were real construction workers, right, guys? Yeah. Yep. All right. Doing like dance moves to like flag <laughs> the heart. Like, yeah, convincing actors we got here, guys. It's just like Madonna's dancers on an off day. Yeah, like oh, we need yeah. some we need some construction workers for the Metallica movie. Yep. <laughs> Here's your choreography. <laughs> for those of you listening at home, that was a visual joke on a podcast. Nailing it. <laughs> Um, hey. So uh through the number. Um what did you guys think of the set list? I mean it was pretty straightforward, but it, I mean hard to argue with. Craig? Richard. He's <laughs> got one in the chamber. He's ready to you go first. He's like, <laughs> ladies first, Richard. Just said. Um, <laughs> no, I mean, it's like, it's total greatest hits. You know, it's um, everything you need to hear when you go to a Metallica show, which is pretty perfect for a movie. I mean, I can't really think of much from all of the eras that they've gone through that you wouldn't you know, be looking forward to hearing and something that spans start to finish really. So, um, yeah, of course there's things I would love to have heard, you know, with like every set list you see from Metallica, there's always stuff you wish you could inject into it and make sure they played, but I don't think there's like anything Slayer I would now, you know, in Freebird. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like if they could inject a Slayer set in the middle of theirs, that would be awesome. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Richard, um, what's your professional opinion? <laughs> my uh, my unpaid opinion. Audience, quote unquote. <laughs> my unpaid opinion is that, yeah, like everything they played, I enjoyed hearing Cyanide, actually. And I enjoyed, especially like hearing Ride and Justice. Those two like blew me away. For yeah. sure. Yeah. I'm just looking up, trying to find who opened for them on those shows. Setlist.fm, Striker. Who? Striker. Striker is like a Canadian yeah, metal band. Yeah, I think they had like retro. Like a, in like Poison and Rat and all those. It's like if you mixed glam metal with Metallica. 
<laughs> uh, I was going to make a joke about Striper, but apparently they were also a Christian metal band. Striker? Yeah. I I don't really know much about them. Half of what I just said might have been made up as well. I, I do. Uh, I have heard Striker yeah. songs before, though, and I do have a Striker album on my phone, and I have huh. shared at least one Striker song. Is it I like dig. the U2, U2 album where it just showed up one day? You didn't <laughs> yeah. ask for it. All of a sudden, you've been treated to a free Striker album. <laughs> yeah, Striker showed up in everybody's Apple iTunes. And, what a uh, day to be a and they all, and everybody <laughs> gifted it to me. <laughs> I think Setless FM is lying to me about this, but I retract my um my statement about the opening act. Hold on, the full Arsenal tour. I'm sure this is very interesting for all the listeners. Well, it's it's interesting. Sure uh, yeah, uh, yeah. No, I was going to say something, but this is interesting. Let's just be silent, Greg. Let's not bail Richard out of this. Let's just be silent and stare at him. I was going to throw some some dirt on him for a second where he was already wrong about how much money the movie lost and now he's lying about the set list. It's like Um, I took zero notes and I'm not looking anything up. Why do I even have him him on here? I'm going to sit here quietly now and just accept whatever he says next. uh, Google has failed me several times. No, the, the, <laughs> yeah, Bing. I blame Setless FM. I blame Google. I'm DB. Bing it. Bing it. I'm calling you all out. No, um, apparently the other act was Voltax. Okay, Voltax. who's that? Another Canadian band. <laughs> not, yeah. not Volbeat. Yeah, Voltax. Who was the show? Ottawa. <laughs> A Mexican band. It wasn't. It was shot in. Uh... Where was the shot? It was shot in Mexico, no? Yeah. Edmonton and Mexico? Vancouver. Oh, so it should have been a Canadian band. I was right the first time. Yeah. Why did I think Mexico? <laughs> I think so I'm just thinking of Mexico. Other side logic. of the country. <laughs> <laughs> I think I just temporarily flashed back to live shit binge and purge. And... Uh, no, I did click through a Mex- to a Mexican show. <laughs> 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 oh! <laughs> Google! <laughs> Uh, Alright, I'm going across until I find a Canadian show. We are, um, in the meantime, I say we play a game. Oh my goodness, it is Pont. Voltron. He has two minutes to listen to this while I'm at my kids swimming. I'd rather be watching this. <laughs> oh, so the, Richard, the band was Voltron. He just said it and he beat you to it. <laughs> no, it wasn't. It was Striker. Striker and Voltron. You heard it here first. Yeah. And Striper. And Volbeat. And Volbeat. (laughs) Jim Jim Brewer opened for another one. (laughs) Is that real? Yeah, apparently. (laughs) According to Metallica.com. He's the lead singer of Striker. Hmm. (laughs) <laughs> the Jim Brewer experience it's not the stand-up set okay. <laughs> and Voltax <laughs> the made-up band <laughs> uh, if you're tuning in now Punt, I'm so sorry you should have been here like 30 minutes ago it was so good at the very beginning <laughs> it was yeah, so it was- good 
<laughs> yeah. We went off the intro. Crazy train. Yeah. Midway through your intro, it went downhill. Yeah. <laughs> as soon as I said Metallicast and not metal up your podcast, it went downhill. <laughs> um, let's play a game called What's in the Bag? Come on down, RSH and Saint Because he gets hangry when he's hungry, Saint. It should have it should be Saint Hangry. Hanger. <laughs> Saint mm. Hanger. The mashup of Saint Anger and Hanger eighteen. Yeah, it can be. Sure. Can you have angry aliens? The world may never know. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure they experience anger and love. I wouldn't know. At least mild frustration, you know. <laughs> what if that was their only emotion? At least. What if that was their only emotion? I come in peace. I only feel mild frustration. <laughs> yeah. Come in peace. God damn it! Didn't the UFO report come out? Come out today? Was it today? Yeah. Who? Yeah, All right. Did anybody? Did anybody? Uh, Who's diverting into world news now? This is the world news <laughs> session. <laughs> did anybody predict uh, Tom DeLage from Blink One Eight Two to actually seem like he's making sense in twenty twenty in twenty twenty one about UFOs? <laughs> Good on him, I say. Remember, that, that might remain to like, be seen if he's making sense. <laughs> 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 I know he's very interested, but. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, I am curious what the report says, but anyway, what were we talking about? Striker, I <laughs> oh, think. What's in the bag? What's in the aliens? bag? And we're back. <laughs> so we all have to make one guess of what's in the bag. The before we begin, the most realistic scary. answer you give. Gets you brownie points with the Metallica members themselves because they are all tuning in right now. The most funny answer wins you a lifetime subscription to Metallicast, the Metallica podcast. Richard, Greg, are you ready to play What's in the Bag? Yeah. 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 Now, as the host, I get to make you guys go before me. So I will have the final word. Ralph says Cliff Burton's soul. Mm. Richard, you made a similar comment, so I'm going to direct it to you first. I'm going to say Cliff's bell-bottom jeans. Because it has to be something physical, but it also can't be a bass guitar. Because Trip, he threw it over that fence. So, mm. can't be too fragile. Mm. I I like the Cliff Burton route, so I'm going to stay on a similar path, but I'm going to say it's an urn with Cliff's ashes. Ooh. Can you imagine? Ooh, yeah! All right, all right. Ashes are inside. I Come will on. continue in this Come direction on. and say... It's the head of Dave Mustaine. Ooh. No, I will say it is 
I don't know, maybe Cliff's record collection. Come, you know, you take some thin Lizzie. That's all I got. That's all I got. Because you guys took the <laughs> the good ones. <laughs> <laughs> I should have gone first. Damn it! I set myself up for this. <laughs> this is what happens. We have nothing planned. <laughs> um, it's another bag. <laughs> Punch us mm. another bag. It's a bag in a bag. It's a Vera Wang bag inside of a leather bag. Ooh, it's another <laughs> bag. Maxwell's silver hammer <laughs> us. The ultimate Beatallica crossover on the big screen. <laughs> Someone said it was the new album. But then there's no new album that immediately followed. The, what, imagine if that was like uh, it's Kirk's riff tapes. <laughs> that's where he lost his. That's probably the most realistic answer. <laughs> imagine probably... if uh, at the end of the movie, like they show the bag, and then like James walks out, takes out the new Metallica record. And he's like, "Buy it now!" And the whole thing was just like a ninety-minute infomercial for the new album. Yeah. All I can think of is. Ovaltine, a lousy commercial. (laughs) Our new album brought to you by (laughs) (laughs) Coca-Cola. Called Master of Coke. (laughs) Cool. Well, it works because now I want one, so. (laughs) You want a new album or you want Coca-Cola? No, I want a Coke. I I want a new album. but. (laughs) They show the bag and out comes Lars' snare. What well, from St. Anger? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, then they do a St. Anger set. That's what it was preventing them from yeah. doing yeah. At the show. If you get the DVD, that's actually the uh, the extras. It's the full St. Anger set. Followed by the Lulu set. Ooh. Followed by the... Yeah, we did it! Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Richard has now joined me, Greg, for an episode, two episodes about Saint Anger, uh, two and a half hour it. episode about. I believe it. <laughs> a two and a half hour episode about Lulu. <laughs> that well, and how a, can you do an episode in under two and a half hours? You know, <laughs> really, facts. and a forty-five minute episode on their one song collaboration with Ja Rule. <laughs> I'll take only one of those songs is bad. <laughs> Me too. Me too. Um, I have, I unfortunately have not dived into the Ja Rule <laughs> collaboration yet, but I'll get there, guys. Well, I'll you should there. because it basically goes if you're if you're doing like a countdown, right? Let's say Master Puppets is number one. Ja Rule is like number two. It's so good. Sure, sure. You should yeah. listen to it right now. You should yeah. put yourself well, we on can... mute. Listen, actually, do that. Put yourself on mute. Look up the song. Listen to it, and then come <laughs> back and give us your full report. And in the meantime, That's good, yeah. in the Get meantime, right Richard's going to Richard and I are going to continue talking about through the never. Put yourself on mute. Go, 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 little boy. Go, come back, come back when you've done your homework. <laughs> This will be your third episode on this song, Brandon. <laughs> Ralph saying, don't do it. It's horrifying. Pun says, do not do this. Don't you just want to do what people tell you not to do? 
Mm. I'll just wait till this weekend and and put it on at like the family barbecue or something, so we can <laughs> share, share the misery. You know, what would you, what would happen if your father in law turns to you and he's just like, "Oh, I love this song, Ja like, Rule and Metallica, right? Uh, it's pretty. What, what is this? Uh, Metallica and uh, Rule? Is this Rule? Yeah, pretty good. Yeah, Rule. Yeah, I like that. Rule. <laughs> That's what he would say. That's a real impression of my father-in-law. <laughs> what is that? What wow. Is Rule, huh? Rule? Yeah. No, no that's pretty, I like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's good. Yeah. He sounds like he'd enjoy it. Uh, maybe. I'm I'm taking the route that he would enjoy it. I don't know what it would be like if he didn't. Probably just a lot of scoffs and he'd turn around and walk away. <laughs> what, what are we leaving out about through the never before we give our final review? How about how he sets himself on fire to kind of unsuccessfully <laughs> fight a gang? <laughs> mm. uh, Why light yourself on fire to get hit by two by fours for the next ten minutes? <laughs> <laughs> Somehow it worked. Like I mean, he didn't he didn't defeat anyone, but he woke up on top of a building. That's <laughs> true. That's true. Listen, he got he got the result he wanted out of it. Yeah. Yeah. He ends with a private Metallica concert. He wins. I mean, he started with a private Metallica concert, too, but he also didn't set himself on fire yet, so <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> the first one seemed like the better private concert. What was uh, the coolest scene? What was the most metal scene? What scene would have made Ronnie James Dio the most proud? I mean, it's got to be the first time you see the horseman, right? Yeah. I, yeah, I was thinking yeah, yeah. the horseman. That's pretty badass. Using a sledgehammer as like a axe and <laughs> riding well, a horse with a gas mask in a city for no reason. I don't Was there like a chemical weapon going on that no one else knew about cuz why was he the only one in a gas mask? <laughs> <laughs> um, well, going back, maybe well to answer your question, I think it was like basically the purge on horseback where you just wear like mm. a spooky mask, right? Because gas masks are spooky. Yep. Then I think uh, I forget my second point. It was really good. That was going to change everything. <laughs> well, the, the course of history has yes. forked off in a different direction yes. now. But Yes. <laughs> no worries. I'll think of it as soon as we stop recording. Good. Well, I can't wait for that text. And I will sit. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'll think of it. They're they're actually heading to the Capitol to do some writing. Um, (laughs) Yeah. It's it's, it's, 5 a.m. January 5th. (laughs) (laughs) They're connecting up with the Ice Earth John Schaefer biopic that I'm writing. Yeah. Which is not a joke, by the way. I'm actually running it. <laughs> and we are going to do a live script reading. I'm already nice. warming mm. up my voice. I know what I was going to yes. say, by the way, too. Somebody, uh, to go back to your point about the scenes not adding up with like the lyrics, uh, somebody in the chat for the Netflix watch party was like, how did they not use the four horsemen during mm. the scene? Like That seems like yeah. such a natural choice. It's a well enough known song you could have easily put it into the movie why no four horsemen i mean if you're a metallica fan like how do you not know the four horsemen you know they are the four horsemen that's that's 
pretty classic song. Should do an edit with mechanics in there somehow. Oh, God. I'm your gas station out there. I'm going to make your motor run. <laughs> Which you just made my night, so I'm going to go. See you guys. <laughs> <laughs> I did have a thought when watching the end credits and seeing all the uh, the songwriting credits, right? I reckon yeah. You reckon Dave Mustaine makes more money from his, like, 10 or so Metallica songwriting credits than like the whole catalog of Megadeth. He must, right? Well, I'd say it doesn't, uh, well, hmm, I think of all the time, put out their own stuff. So he would have to get money off of that. Even if they release, you know, Oh, he's making money off. All right. Of if they, they play like ride the lightning, they, you know, they basically, yeah. Make money. So that's a good, Hmm. Any time, every time somebody buys Kill 'Em All or Ride the Lightning, Dave Mustaine gets money. Mm. Every time they, I imagine, every time they license one of those songs to movie, TV, Dave Mustaine gets money. Every time it's licensed to a video <laughs> game, Dave Mustaine gets money. Good deal for him. Megadeth yeah. has a a bigger like, it's where's like a peak like they release an album especially like rust in peace like that probably made a boatload of money but it's not heard everywhere after the fact like that's like metallica's kind of thing is you do mm. hear their music in different movies and shows and games and stuff like that after the fact yeah so there's a little more of a long con with them as opposed to negative probably made money like especially Spent it on speedballs then spent it all uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's a good that's a good question that's a thinker hmm. it's a thinker I'm done, I'm done thinking, thinking about it now <laughs> well what else you got put yourself on mute what did, think about what it did for you like five me? minutes I'm not listening to job rule tonight <laughs> I don't have it in me <laughs> <laughs> Uh, what were you what was your favorite part, Brandon? What, what did you like about it? What was your well highlight? I I, I, I love Cliff Burden in the Master Puppets of, and the Master of Puppets album and Orion so much that I think uh, <coughs> they pulled off the greatest credit scene in the history of film, and uh, that Orion performance was just. Uh, uh, I, I I think that was I think that is honestly the highlight for me and I and I like the effect of like you know having the lights up having you know being shot with nobody in the audience well I guess Dane DeHaan was maybe in the audience but having basically nobody in the audience and uh and, and just having like a relaxed feel like it, it felt like they were probably just doing sound check James is you know sitting down he's got his badass metal shades on and uh i don't know why that turned into a mustaine impression but uh i'm just feeling the power of dave mustaine but uh i i I think for me that is the highlight of the movie that is my favorite part right at the very end well it's cool because they you know there's so much production going leading up to that point and then this scene comes where there's literally none. <laughs> you know, like you said, it's house lights. <laughs> They're sitting on stools, and it's purely focused on the music, which is yeah. all Cliff, and it's all yeah. amazing. And they just 
so deeply into it it's like actually it actually successfully conveys being very intimate about it it's not um not yeah. like forced in any way it's it's very authentic that they just like care about playing this so well and feeling their whole way through it which is awesome yeah i totally agree that's that's a really cool moment and just the the performance itself the way it was mixed and everything in the final stages i just think is really well done and uh i mean not that there was any doubts that robert trujillo is a superb basis but it's really fun hearing him play those parts and just nail them and at times kind of do his own take on it while never straying too far from how cliff did it yeah. also how funny was that scene where they intro the band members at the start yeah <laughs> kirk's just like nice rob is um a crab shaking the room with crab some in like a in the most ungodly base room ever yeah <laughs> and then lars just is like has that confused but like mean mugging look with his toothpick hanging out <laughs> as he just walks by. Like something about him catches his attention so much he's just like, gotta look back. Now, I got a question for you guys related to that. What was Lars's best acting appearance? Through the Never or Get Him to the Greek? Which one's better? Oh, get him to the Greek. <laughs> I, I, I'm going to get him to the Greek. I don't remember what he did in that movie. When he, he like rolls over in bed when Russell uh. Brand's calling his ex, and he's like, babe, who's on the horn? I was like, sold. <laughs> I'm totally sold. I, we need more liars in more movies. <laughs> babe, who's on the horn? I think that he wrote that one himself, too. Uh also the name of the uh, the Ja Rule follow-up that never has seen the light of day. Babe who's on the horn. Babe who's on the horn. Babe who's on the babe who's on the babe who's on the It's just a Millie Vanilli. Ja Rule, not Millie Vanilli, Vanilli yeah. Uh. Uh. Falling apart at the seams as quickly as possible. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Richard, did you say your favorite part? Uh uh. Mm, I liked all of it. I liked the nothing else matters transition at the end where it kinda like splinters and yeah. goes into like the water or something. I have to say though, I was really feeling battery and i forgot that they stopped midway and went yeah. into nothing else matters so when they went into nothing else matters i was kind of like <laughs> how does it feel to be alive and i was like it feels good james i want to wreck my basement in my macbook air i'm just gonna throw it against the wall james and then i hear boom, 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 boom. i'm like all right i guess i'll watch the rest of the movie instead so i guess it did its job in that way it didn't break stuff, but mm. uh, it was when the battery gets control of you. You just gotta, you know, unleash the beast. I really liked um, "Ride Ride the Lightning" is one of my favorite Metallica songs, and they just like absolutely 
crushed it during this and it was cool with yeah. like the tesla coils up above with all the lightning and stuff that was really cool they were real and then also, it yeah yeah it. wow that <laughs> was like crazy mm. um yeah well, i really everyone's like head would have been like sticking up oh my god yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he well, just started levitating <laughs> the lightning is what made lars drum faster for all the thrash parts that came later that's just a little mm. it's science it's science Thank you. Thank you for the science <laughs> lesson. <laughs> um, the other moment I kind of liked on the opposite end of it was the theatrical part. I thought it was a really cool shot when Dane DeHaan finds himself in the middle of the two groups, the riot police and the rioters, and then he like ducks and is tear gas and Molotov cocktails flying over him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was like a super That's cool, cool shot for some reason that just like hit well. Um. Yeah, it was a fun movie. I liked it. I was into it. I. Uh, what would you? I, I'm glad I was here, guys. <laughs> <laughs> what would you give it? Zero thumbs down. Two thumbs up. I'd give it zero thumbs down. <laughs> zero yeah. thumbs down. Did they <laughs> That's good writing. A, did they ever give a movie zero thumbs down? <laughs> I should. <laughs> I don't know. What about half a high five? You know, like <laughs> or the hit me low, too slow. Yeah, thumb, <laughs> thumb to pinky high five. Yeah. Uh, I would give it well. two thumbs up. We know. We know you would. <laughs> you love Metallica. It's good. What? Why, I never. Somebody's got to. It's a tough band to like, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know people out there who like yeah. Metallica. Somebody's got to like Very obscure. Very obscure. There's a few of us, though. There's you two and me. Nobody else. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ralph's always here. And Ralph. Anytime I come by, it's I don't know why you guys don't have Ralph on all the time, and I just mm. am in the chat saying, "Yep, thumbs up." <laughs> That's actually an excellent point. Why did I have yeah. you come on instead of Ralph? Uh, my me. apologies to everybody. Greg sucks. You, could, you guys could be talking about good <laughs> good points about Metallica, and right now instead of what <laughs> Dane Dahan's wearing this fall. Oh. Well, I got to be honest with you guys. I I, I wanted to do a uh, Through the Never episode. Uh, I saw it was on Netflix and I said, hey, now is the perfect time to do an episode and follow it up like a week later with like a Netflix watch party. Then I said, you know what? Let's do a Netflix watch party with a live after party instead and here we are. And I got to be honest with you. This was not at all uh, how I thought the Through the Never episode was going to go. Um, I feel like Richard is extremely disappointed with how it went. Um, <laughs> <laughs> not at all. Um, but I think this was fun. And I think this is the beauty of the live stream. We keep it loosey. We keep it goosey. We keep it a little Saint Hangar, if you will. Which Saint Hangar sounds like uh, you're basically talking about, like Van Hagar. 
So it's a Saint Hangar, Saint oh, Anger Hangar 18 mashup sung by Sammy Hager. No. Well, you said no, but Richard and I just <laughs> said yes. So which no, one is it? It's it's the origination point was that it was a play on hangry because of the chicken wing emoji in the chat room <laughs> <laughs> prior to this podcast. Okay. That being the Netflix watch, it was party really not very deep. And then, Dude. and then Brandon's just really tried to pile on how many layers with yeah. Hangar eighteen. Well, and I was in Hagar, and it's you're already. I mean, was you're already miles beyond me, Richard? <laughs> what was your first impression? You thought it was Saint Hangar, Saint Hangar. See, I'm saying, I'm saying it now as if that song exists. Saint Anger and Hangar eighteen mashup. No, that is what I thought. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Too sophisticated. Yeah, we're both, we're <laughs> both too smart for you. <laughs> we're both too smart for yeah. you. Um, you really have brought us down a few pegs tonight. <laughs> I just noticed that anyone listening to this Ralph is rolling over in his grave right now because I'm here. I don't know why yeah, you so guys if, let me on. <laughs> if you're listening to this in podcast form, Saint Hangar is the name that uh, Greg has chosen for this session. That probably should have been said an hour ago when we started yeah. talking about it. <laughs> uh, yeah, and uh, Richard, as he is RSH, which also sounds like a you, so Saint Hangar sounds like I said, like Saint Anger Hangar eighteen, Sammy Hangar singing it. We've discussed that in great detail should be discussed in farther detail but later uh rsh sounds like like an arena rock band like you are like on tour with sticks ario and uh mm. journey i'm rush but i'm a three-piece <laughs> <laughs> that's the joke that's good i know you in the good one uh uh, I was going to say it was like an airport code and St. Hangers <laughs> located at the Lionsgate airport. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Where Iron Maiden parks their flight and we bring it fully metal. <laughs> fully metal. Pun says, Mustaine, quote, thanks, Lars, you paid for my bathroom. That is an actual quote, I think, right? Mm. Yeah, that's that's very Mustaine. <laughs> I'll yeah. sign off on that. Yeah. He has the nicest toilet ever. <laughs> <laughs> he has a toilet for metal up your ass. That's what he's saying. <laughs> uh, uh, so we get through the never two thumbs up, boys. You can't see. Yeah, zero thumbs, thumbs down. Yeah, screen. two thumbs up, zero thumbs down. Um, one thumb broken to the right. Um, I give it. One, Jar Jar Binks, not of approval. <laughs> All right, it was a very lovely being here. I got to go. Thank you. Good night. <laughs> but wait, I'm not done with my dad jokes because I got two thumbs in my pocket and the other one. This is when you laugh, guys. Is where was where was the Hold. dad joke in that? I don't know. Holding Atlantis Morissette. Giant Little Pill. That's a, that's a fun album, isn't it? That is a fun album. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All yeah. all nod in agreement. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, if you're listening to this, you're either thinking, I need to tune into every live stream, or why do they bother? <laughs> <laughs> and if you're watching, you're thinking, why does Richard own a Jar Jar Binks <laughs> coin bank? Wait, it's a coin bank? That is bank? the size of his head. It's yeah. a coin bank? Yeah. All right. So why does... <laughs> it has coins. <laughs> What's the story behind the Jar Jar Binks? The most ridiculous thing I've ever seen. (laughs) We went to um, we went to like some uh, no convention. What was it? Some like big yard sale or whatever um, in regional Victoria. And then my friend spotted like a stand with all the Star Wars merch, and they're like, "Okay, there's a Jar Jar Binks coin bank. We're buying that for you." And I'm like, "I accept." I accept your offering. <laughs> um, can I ask a question that you guys mm. might not know an answer to? But why is every coin bank modeled after a character, half the body? I don't know. <laughs> You're worried about the anatomy of coin banks right now. Well, I just um, had a flashback. Right, uh, I'm looking at Jar Jar Binks. It's half the body. <laughs> <laughs> Looks like he was cut in half, and uh, I'm, I'm having a flashback now to when I was a child, and I I might actually if I I'm hopefully I save this if I was smart I saved this I had a, a Batman coin bank but it was Batman like the first Michael Keaton movie, and it was half his body like just him. Standing here like a superhero with like his chest on the waist down, and now I'm just talking to Jar Jar Binks. Wait, Richard, can you put the Saint Anger fist behind Jar Jar Binks, please? All right. <laughs> if you're listening to this as a podcast, there's a lot of visual stuff going on, and just a lot of tomfoolery. And my apologies. Now dead silence. Well, Richard tries to consult the IT department. (laughs) So right now, I'm looking at Jar Jar Bing's smiling face in the Saint Anchor fist, somewhat plastered behind him. (laughs) Oh my god, it's too much. Wow. Just when I feel like I've embarrassed myself in front of Richard. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I'm here for. Prof comedy on a podcast. (laughs) (laughs) This is is like how it ended the last time Greg was on. So obviously Greg Mm. is the bad influence here. Every time it's just me and Richard, we have a very in-depth conversation. We go into great well, detail, and we break things down, and then Greg comes on, and everything's ruined. Who who the hell invited you here? Uh, you did. During the movie, like I wanted to say, I didn't get to see the script. <laughs> I didn't know there was going to be a script. I didn't know you guys were going to talk about Metallica, really. I kind of assumed that, but... <laughs> Well, I do feel about, like I don't know. You know, I just I, usually get to just the invite of hey, come hang out with us, and then it's like, oh, look at this asshole who doesn't know anything about Metallica. Let's let's put him on a camera and a microphone for an hour. I do feel like we 
I feel like we talked about Metallica. I feel like we fully covered through the never, did we? Is I mean, what else were we missing? We talked about some of the most memorable scenes, our favorite scenes. We talked about the the the, set the list. riveting storyline, <laughs> the the set list. Did we ever finish talking about the set list? I think I feel like we went off on like a and something else. I I. I Oh, the set list was basically the consensus was like great greatest hits package. We broke down yeah. little bits and pieces there. I mean, Google on. I mean, what am I going to do? Tell him how to act. He's the Green Goblin for crying out loud, or the like Goblin you, or something. What was he in the Amazing? Wasn't he in the like the rebooted Amazing Spider Man with Adam Garfield or Andrew Garfield? Yes. Adam Garfield. Why is he Andrew Garfield? Uh, <laughs> Adam I feel like every time you say his name, <laughs> every time you say his name, it sounds like ding dong, <laughs> ding dong, ding dong. That's for whom the bell tolls, right there. Uh, oh, and a little trivia for you both: at uh, when Metallica played Orion, they did a surprise second stage show where they played i believe kill em all from start to finish and their made-up band name was dahan and you could buy dahan t-shirts so mm. there you go mm. was dean a uh, dean was dane on stage was he there Anyways, why did I? Why? Why? Who invited <laughs> this guy? Um, you know what? Thing we we talked a Wasn't lot me. about in the Netflix watch party chat that we have not really discussed is the doll, mm. the puppet. I've said, all "What does it all mean?" Doll. What is <laughs> is, is the doll in the bag? <laughs> oh, I feel like they're connected, though, right? It's like the, the, the dolls <laughs> staring at you. <laughs> the doll. If you're gonna elaborate, or the pill, the bag, yeah, the hammer. Those like the supernatural objects, right? Yeah. Well, like, yeah. So maybe we, did we talk about that? Like, was he just stripping balls the whole time? Well, that's <laughs> that right. So before he he got in a car accident. Yeah. So he has to it. go off to like pick up this bag right to like run this errand for no explained reason the metallica crew like sends him out and then before he gets in his car he takes that pill we obviously don't know what the pill is we don't know exactly what the effects are and then it just gradually becomes like more and more of like this like dark trip but you don't know if it's a trip or if he's like uh you know like in the middle of like uh Armageddon, or, you know, the end of times for real, or what is supposed to be happening? Except, uh, you know, it seems like it's more of a trip, but then there's the puppet, and then there's a doll, and trip was high as hell. Yeah, I, I think, I think so. Maybe there's something in the name. <laughs> Am I right, guys? Trip, name, tripping balls. Trip, name. Get it, trip. Name, doll, puppet, doll, master, puppet. But then yep. I feel like you have things that are just also maybe like a reference to, you know, Metallica songs or parts of Metallica history. You know, you know what I'm saying. So, 
What's up with the doll? That's my question. Mm. What's in the Ricky bag? The What's pup- up with the doll? He is is the puppet master, and Trip is obeying his master. Master. Master of puppets are pulling your strings. <laughs> my mind is twisted, and anybody watching this, their dreams have been smashed. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, if you want no concrete answers to the questions everybody wants to know, this is it for you. Um, the Presidio St. Inger original songs were in the bag, in fact. <laughs> Maybe the doll represented the Presidio sessions. Hmm. Well, there were a lot of, um, not medallion nooses, but nooses. nooses. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. A lot of nooses. So that's why maybe like things were just more taken from imagery of other Metallica songs, even though it was not, you know, used necessarily like the song itself in the movie, like, you know, apocalyptic. I mean, that's really no shortage by fire with fire or my apocalypse, you know, or, uh, um, we have the puppet, you know, obviously master puppets. You have the horsemen with the four horsemen, kind of uh you know referencing other parts of it there was also like i want to say too the uh uh doll has like a a key you know like for like the heart type thing yeah i just saw it looks like a two or something yeah the invincible kid was hard to miss punzas never saw what he did. All right, so I guess that's all we got on the doll. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anything else, boys? Through the never. I want this to be the most um, nonsensical episode about Through the Never, but also the most in-depth. So have at it, boys. We've talked about bags. We've talked about dolls. We've talked about set lists. We've talked about story. We've talked about concert film. We've talked about how it's shot. We've talked about life and the pursuit of happiness. And justice for all. Absolutely. And I'm proud to be an American and Australian where at least I know I'm free. <laughs> Well, good. I should probably <laughs> leave it on that now, right? It happened. My deepest apologies to everybody who tuned in tonight. Um, you deserve better. I'll give you a slight bit of content, all right? So yes. um, on the blacklist, there are two bands who cover Through the Never, which is two more bands than play than who play the song Through the Never in the film Through the Never. Yeah, that's another thing, uh, right, we didn't really talk about. They actually don't play the song Through the Never. Yeah. Again, it's just... So, um, yeah, go ahead. Uh, uh, yeah, so one of the bands is The Who, the H-U, who are a Mongolian folk metal band. They had a um a cover of, uh, of Sad But True, right? Vital yeah. recently, yeah. which I thought was awesome. Yeah, that was really cool. And the other one is Tommy Owo, who is a Lagos-bred singer 
who is kind of a soul jazz R&B Afrobeat singer. So that's cool. Hmm. Yeah. Ralph's saying they have a tendency to do things like that in reference to like planting things in the movie, you mean? That are like an homage. An homage. Or naming them after songs that aren't. Yeah, in the... have, recognizing mm-hmm. songs that are not included. Like, would they have Orion Festival and then not play Orion? Well, Probably. everything they do is kind of named after something they've done, right? So they have... Yeah. I noticed at the end of the movie it was uh, copyright hit the lights. Yeah. So that must have been like the film thing they set up for the movie. And then there's, you know, Creeping Death is like their publishing company for their music. And then there is... Uh, all within my hands, the charity, and then there's the sweet amber distillery for blackened whiskey, and they have a history of it. No trapped under rice. The uh, the one song they should have played in in in, in Antarctica, right? Which is like a whole other episode. I got to do. Mm. You got to break down. Freeze them all. Yeah, the freeze them all show <laughs> when they were basically playing on ice. I know. The, you don't play trapped under ice. It's like. That's a freebie, James. All right, call me. We'll talk about it. That's a freebie for you next time you play Antarctica. Maybe they were free atop ice so they couldn't do trapped under. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, we don't want to lie to the people. We're not trapped. We're very free. We're very free on the ice. Bread Pretty fan bakery. Bread fan bakery. <laughs> <laughs> bakery show. Kirk Hammett baked artisan breads. <laughs> <laughs> They're all in the shape of classic monsters. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're on to something. Yep. Can have all right, we can have a Metallica bakery. Bring in the distillery as well, right? So we'll have whiskey and baked goods. What else do you need? James will, you know, harvest the meat that he hunts, so we'll have like a steakhouse, a bakery. <laughs> In a distillery. And then they need a place to perform. So we'll have a venue there. Stage. You know. I'll go see a personal show once in a while. No big deal. And. Because uh, I'm, I'm owning and operating all of this. Um, and they're just going to willingly go along for the ride. It's going to be called. Um, Metallicast Universe. <laughs> Or, or as I call it, the MCU. Hey. Hey. Hey, yo. Now you have to take the whole episode down because Kevin Feige is coming for you. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, did we do this? I always, uh, I, always I, I feel like when I'm confident, I say, we did it. We did it. That's, did, we, did we do this? Did we do this? Did we do Through the Never Justice? I feel like we actually talked about Through the Never quite a bit among all of our tomfoolery and mm-hmm. foolishness that Mr. Greg St. Hangar himself brought to the table. You'll never be invited again. Richard, don't invite him again. <laughs> Please. He'll be replaced by Jaja Binks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Um, Richard... Final words and through the never, and where can everybody find you? Final words, it's good. If you haven't seen it, watch it. 
you can find me on Twitter at <laughs> RSH underscore ELLE. I just interviewed Rebecca Black of Friday fame. It's Friday. And, Friday. and I ranked every song on Lady Gaga's Born This Way Reimagined, which is six songs and not 53 songs as most cover projects should be from <laughs> now on. Beautifully said. Nice. Greg, final words. Through the never, zero thumbs down. Um, <laughs> I laughed, I cried. <laughs> I had a good time. Had a few beers, made a few friends, maybe. I don't know. Made I a few, then they all disowned you. Me at this point, yeah. so it was a very dramatic view. Maintaining a friend. Um, <laughs> it was a good time, and I think it's a good movie to watch. It was fun. Yeah. You can find me at the Corpse Paint Podcast if we ever do anything ever again. <laughs> That's a great question. We've been asking ourselves that since the last one. Mm-hmm. Every episode we record, we're like, oh, that was a lot of fun. We should do one again before mm-hmm. like the next month. And then 10 months pass. We're like, we should probably do one soon. <laughs> yeah. 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 I Find think, some more wacky metal to talk about. Yeah, I, I feel confident, Greg, that uh, we're going to find some time this summer to do one. I think we will. Uh, I think there's going to be some time opening up here. For those of you who do not know and might care, Greg and I do a very sporadic podcast called The Corpse Paint Podcast. Basically what it entails is um, what you're hearing tonight, just talking nonsense about metal and a, a lot of times you know we will bring each other one or two metal songs usually black metal and we will uh talk about satan sometimes um mm-hmm. no and that we just play each other one or two songs and we talk about it. we try to pick a song that we think the other one maybe not have heard before and it's it's basically just two bros hanging out having some tea listening some music <laughs> having some brews spilling some tea oh uh, sassy Norwegian black metal sassy that you ever recorded in person um, what's up you ever record in person? Maybe that's like the oh, I know. That's when the magic's gonna really happen. That's when it's gonna take off. That's when we're finally dethroning Joe Rogan from his Spotify (laughs) throne. Yeah, he can take his ayahuasca and shove it. (laughs) We're taking over. (laughs) I can. Um, I don't know though if we're gonna be allowed to do our drinking game anymore because. Oh. I know we've been we've since the start of the course podcast we have uh, played the David Ellison drinking game where every time ah, one yes. of us says Ellison or Junior the other one has to drink and uh. I don't know I don't I don't know if we can respectfully do it anymore. Yeah, we, we might just have to give it. Ellison a, a little bit of a break for a while. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. the Danzig drinking game. I like that the Danzig drinking game. Oh, that's a fact. Yeah, yeah. And there you have it. You've heard it here first. The Danzig drinking game coming soon to a brand new episode of the 
Corpse Paint Podcast. The only <laughs> podcast about corpse paint. I'm your host, a real corpse paint fan. My name is Brandon. I think it's time to sign out. At Metallicast Pod for me, ladies and gentlemen. Follow me on there on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. If this is the first ever Metallicast episode you've listened to, it gets better, it gets worse. <laughs> Either way, subscribe, download, leave a positive five star review on Apple Podcasts. All that goes a long way to help me to continue the podcast. Let it continue to grow and blossom into the beautiful young podcast it is today on my quest for world domination till next time ladies and gentlemen i'm building the suspense with the slow talking here it's very suspenseful <laughs> i'm in, in tribute to greg i'm gonna end it a little bit differently you know usually go up your ass you're here but today i'm gonna go Metal up your ass. Yeah, yeah. You guys must think I'm a black cloud that hovers over the show. <laughs> <laughs> Fans, not experts.